This is Wealth of Ohio with Robert Dodaro from Prism Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Robert provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Wealth of Ohio with Robert Dodaro. And welcome to the Wealth of Ohio radio show and podcast. I'm your host, Robert Dodaro, and with me as always, I've got Mr. Tony Shore in the house. How are you doing today, Tony? Oh, I'm doing great, Robert. Thanks for having me on the show. I've had a great week. I've been really busy. This uh, this time of year, the beginning of the year, seems to be really, really busy for me always. And I, I know for you as well. And uh, excited to just to, to get some things done. I'm still working on my honeydew list. It gets longer, though. The more things yeah. I, I check off of it, the more that gets added on. Do you That's find right. that happens? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, you knock one off, get two more added on, and then you realize <laughs> you have to go back and redo something later. And, and, and it, it's a, it's always a work in progress. So sure. Uh, sure. slow but steady wins the race is what I've been told. So I, my there wife doesn't go. always buy that excuse, though. That's, so, true. Uh, <laughs> That's true. I so, bet not. So yeah. how have you been, though? Are you're, You guys have been busy over there, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Well, so my wife and my daughter both had their birthdays. Uh, so it's... Whenever February rolls around, that's always the time where, yeah, life gets busy because I have my my wife's birthday, my daughter's birthday, and Valentine's Day all in the same month. So it can be a pretty expensive month for us uh, when you look at it. You know, you have Christmas, and then I get a little bit of a break. (laughs) And then it's right back into uh, expensive gift seasons and all that. So, uh, you know, got me thinking a little bit about debt and managing your finances, you know, because there's always those months like there's there's months where things are calm. But then all of a sudden when it always seems like when you have one big bill, you get three or four more, more right at the same time. And when you're talking about wealth and wealth in Ohio, uh, you know, you can't really have wealth when you're you're buried in debt. And, you know, so I thought today it'd kind of be fun. Let's let's take a look at the the federal debt, you know, the the state debt and even individual debt and see how Ohio measures up to the rest of the country and even how the United States measures up to the rest of the world. I mean, we all harp on the fact that the United States is 30 trillion dollars in debt. Oh. The Fed, the federal government 30 trillion dollars in debt. We're over that plateau. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, how do we compare to the rest of the world, right? You know, like, are, are we the best? Are we the worst, right? You know, so we want to give a little bit of perspective because that's what this show is really about. We, we sure. you hear all these numbers, you hear all these big numbers from a federal level and a, a national level, but what is it really in the, the state of Ohio? How are we shaping up? How are we doing? Are we getting better? Are we getting worse? What are we improving on? And uh, how do the individuals of Ohio manage each other? Because I'll tell you this, most of the people I know in Ohio, they don't like debt. They don't like carrying debt. They like to pay things off. They don't want things hanging over their head. And it does make life a lot easier for people when you have this as well, too, and you have that attitude. Uh, it also makes people here very generous. And that's something I've noticed. I mean, even me, 
I felt guilty. So this the personal confession moment here. Uh, my wife and I, we had a date night where the, 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 the in-laws were watching the kids for us. So we got to go out and have a nice meal. And on the way back, we, we stopped at the dollar store by our house just to get some snacks to go home and watch a movie with. And uh, I was in my nice clothes, but uh, there was there was a car that was stuck in the snow. And, you know, I wanted to go over there and help. Fortunately, I saw five other people walk over there and help push this car out of the snow. And I, I felt I felt guilty even for not even <laughs> participating in this. But that wow. is the way that's the way Ohio is. I mean, people that's see great. a problem. The, yeah. the community steps up. They help each other out. That's nice. They look out for each other. So and we want to look out for everybody with information. You know, that, yep. that's the way I can help people the best is knowledge, information. We all know it benefits us. And realistically, when you understand a problem, you can feel a little bit more confident and calm when you're dealing with it, right? You know, anybody right. who has a, a debt problem, if they if they never take a peek under the hood and see really how bad it is, then they're constantly living in fear. Now, sometimes when you look under the fear under the hood, it, it's it's scary in and of itself. But once you've seen it and you figure out how to tackle it, you know that that's where bravery comes in. That's that's what I teach my my, my little kids when they go to bed at night and they're scared of the the, the monsters and the lights and the, the the boogeyman and all that. It's like, hey, you sure. know what? I always tell them they're more afraid of you than you are of them. You know, if if, if you hear them coming, just yell at them. Just say, get, get away. <laughs> you know, and you know it works. And same thing with debt. You know, if you avoid it, it gets worse and worse and becomes a bigger problem. If you start tackling it, you start feeling a little bit better about it. So we're going to talk about debt on the federal level, state level, individual level, and then we're going to give you some tips, hopefully, to help you manage your finances better and avoid debt in the future as well. We're always going to save a little bit for our podcast listeners. We always appreciate you. And you can always check out the full version of the show by going to wealthofohio.com. So we launched the podcast earlier this year, and it's been going very well. We're hoping in the future as well that we'll have a, a YouTube channel up for you guys who can watch. So you, some of this information where we're drawing, you can be, you know see it, see where we're getting it from. We, we like to share these resources because a lot of times I find some really cool things. So uh, we'll, we'll start off with the federal debt. I think everybody knows about you know debtclock.org. Uh, if you haven't been there, that it's, it's a place where you can go and see – uh, exactly how much the federal debt is, how much your state debt is, your loca- your localities as well. So we talked about it. The federal debt's over $30 trillion. Okay? Yeah. They, they owe $30 trillion. But that's not all the debt owed in this country. I mean, even when you look at the state level, the state debts are about $1.2 trillion in debt. Mm. And localities owe over $2 trillion. Oh. So when you add up the debt of all the cities and townships, in there, it's over $2 trillion. So really the United States is over $33 trillion in debt just from the government, right? Yes. We've spent a lot of money on different things over the years, but here's where I tell people why I don't panic over the federal debt, right? I mean, that's that's a lot of money, 33 trillion in debt. How much are the total assets of the United States, right? Because that that would matter in terms of debt, right? You know? We have over $200 trillion worth of assets in the United States. So when you think about that, owing $33 trillion on $200 trillion, eh, okay, it's not as bad of a problem, right? right. You know, that, right. that little perspective there. Now, obviously, the more the debt is, 
the uh, the more the interest is. So this is what we've been watching for over the years. As the Federal Reserve is going to be raising interest rates this year, every time they raise interest rates, the amount of interest they have to pay on that thirty trillion dollars goes up as well too. So <laughs> right, you know, right now the the the, the federal government is paying in the neighborhood of, it's uh, about $400 billion worth of interest every single year on that debt. Amazing, right? I mean, that's that that's, <laughs> it's quite a bit of interest that they pay on there. But the weird part about it is, and the thing that I found very, very interesting was the amount of tax revenue that they have coming in, right? So we're spending over $400 billion on interest right now. And as rates go up, that's going to get more and more expensive. Yeah. But the United States federal government is taking in over $4 trillion in tax revenue. So, I mean, imagine that. Like, they're, they're, they're bringing in $4 trillion, but they're spending $7 trillion this year. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I remember when a trillion dollars was a big number, right? I mean, it still is a yeah. big number, but it just it keeps getting smaller and smaller every year, it seems like, uh, as well, too. And even the states and localities, I mean, it's not like they're, they're, they're struggling for money. I mean, the states are bringing in almost $2.2 trillion in revenue, but they're still borrowing more. Mm-hmm. Localities, they got $1.5 trillion in revenue. So all of these things matter, you know, and and realistically, as interest rates go up, it's going to be a little bit harder on some of the savers. It might actually make things a little bit easier in some regards and that you might get a little bit more interest in your uh, bank accounts and some of the other things, but it's going to make borrowing more expensive. So your debts become more expensive when interest rates go up. And you always want to watch out for that. That's always a a big problem, a big concern that you want to address as well, too. But, you know, in, in, in talking about it, when you look at this problem, it's it's obviously massive, you know, and as as the amount of uh, payments on our debt go up, well, that, that makes it harder and harder. The The good news is if we're bringing in $4 trillion, ultimately we have the money to pay the interest on the debt. But if the interest on the debt ever gets to the point where we can't afford it with the revenue coming in, that's when the country is really going to face serious problems. And fortunately, we're not anywhere close to that point right now. Mm. So that's one good point. I mean, obviously, it's a problem that can get worse and possibly will be getting worse as time goes by because, what is it, there's $160 trillion worth of unfunded liabilities in there. So so uh, wow. that, that, that number can go up over time uh, as well. So you want to watch out. But Let's take a moment here and let's, you know, like you say, it's one problem if we look at it, but how does the rest of the world stack up, right? And fortunately, the debt clock does let you look at the rest of the world. Yeah. So the world is broken down as a um, share of GDP, right? And uh, ultimately, how much your public debt is. Because the United States, you know, when you look at the total debt, it's money that the government owes to itself and money that government owes to the people. So when you look at what the government owes, uh, and, and everything. A lot of that money, about six to seven trillion of the thirty, is money that it owes to itself. Isn't that funny, right? How do you? Yeah. <laughs> we borrowed from ourselves. It's amazing yeah. what the government can do, right? So, um, but in any case, when you look at our debt to GDP, so remember, GDP is how much we produce in one year as a country. Well, if you look at the debt held by the public and compare it to what we owe on our debt and our GDP, uh, it's about ninety-eight percent. So basically, we're, we're, we're even. What we produce in one year is what we owe in debt total. So that's not bad, right? I mean, imagine if you had a total debt that was one year worth of your income. 
right? You 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 obviously want to tackle that problem, but you know you you wouldn't say that you're destitute or on the verge of declaring bankruptcy by that debt by any means. So well, I guess I guess it depends on the size of your income too, but. <laughs> Yeah, true. uh, But, you know, you look at uh, Japan or sorry, uh, China. China is at about 61 percent in this range. So China owes over 10 trillion dollars and they're only producing 17 trillion dollars. So and their their debt is growing faster than their GDP is. So they're they're eventually they're going to be in the same boat as us. Japan, Japan owes almost 300 percent over 280 percent. Their national Yikes. debt is f- almost fifteen trillion, while their GDP is only five trillion. So right, I mean, you and, talk- and yeah. you have to look at the population too. I mean, mm-hmm. um, Japan uh, only has uh, one hundred and twenty-six million people versus the U.S. that has three hundred and thirty-two million. So mm-hmm. yet their national debt is about half of ours. So mm-hmm. that's uh, or a little more. And the public debt to GDP ratio, like you said. 282 <laughs> percent and i mean even then when you go back to like greece there right like greece was a big story seven eight years ago and the problems going on over there yep their debt to gdp ratio currently is sitting at about uh what is it 230 percent with yep. it as well so where it, it could be a lot worse france is in a worse shape than us right now italy is in worse shape than us right now uh even canada is in worse shape than us right now. The numbers may not be as big, but there are a lot of countries out there that are in just as bad of a debt shape as the United States is or worse. So that's the thing you want to be mindful of and get that perspective. And ultimately, if you're thinking of retiring in the next couple of years, we know you need some perspective on how you're going to get there. What does it look like? Can we, will we be able to afford our lifestyle? Will we be able to have fun with our family? What happens if something happens to one of us? So this is why we do what we call our clear retirement solution. It's an opportunity for people to come in and meet with me in either one of my Worcester or Wadsworth offices where we can get together and give you a top to bottom overview of how you stand currently in relation to the five key areas of retirement planning, whether it be income analysis, looking at uh, investment planning, looking at tax efficiency, healthcare planning, or legacy planning. All of these play a big part of your overall retirement plan and your retirement picture. And our goal is to help you have confidence as you go into retirement, get through retirement, and beyond. So if you're ready to start this complimentary process where we take you through and help you figure out how you are, how ready you are for retirement, all you need to do is give us a call, 330-804-0123. Again, that's 330-804-0123. Or you can always check us out on the web at myprismwealth.com. But we'll be right back with more of the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast in just a moment. When you think of a puzzle, what would you say is the most important piece? Corner? A side piece? I would argue that the most important piece of a puzzle is the picture on the box. And the same can be said for your retirement. Robert Dodaro from Prism Wealth Management would love to show you your retirement picture. For more information, call 330-804-0123 or visit his website at wealthofohio.com. Firm offers insurance services, investment advisory services offered through AEWM LLC. And welcome back to the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and I'm here with our host, Robert Dodaro. And Robert, amazing show today. We're talking about debt. And it's fun and scary to go to the website usdebtclock.org. That's mm-hmm. usdebtclock.org. And uh, some of the numbers there um, are 
seemingly alarming, but uh, when you do look at the overall big picture, like you say, um, it it uh, it makes a difference. So uh, mm-hmm. it is important, though, to realize they've kicked the can on debt down the road a ways, and you do have to believe at some point they're going to raise taxes to cover some of this and all the spending uh, that our government does, because they're not going to cut spending, are they? No, no, they're not. <laughs> That's they not never have nature. anyway in my lifetime, so... No, and it, it's a matter of perspective because you sure. have to remember everybody is lining up to loan them money. Okay, I mean that's true. They, everybody want for the money they want protected, they give to the United States federal government. You know, whether yep. it be in the form of treasuries or anything else. So you have to factor that in. And if you're going to loan them money and they have to pay you back with interest, they've got to spend that money to make it grow. Right. I mean, that's that's the natural effect of it. And unfortunately, a lot of that spending is spent on things that don't bring back revenue, you know, in in terms of it all, whether it be, uh, you know, obviously these things are necessities, but employees, those, you know, employee benefits, all those things are very expensive and they're not necessarily there to help generate revenue, but rather process services. Okay, so Mm -hmm. not all of the government spending, you know, you could look at unemployment benefits or even uh, some of the the social welfare programs that we have, uh, those are out there giving people money to spend back in the economy. So in some ways, those do generate revenue back for the governments. But a lot of the spending does not. And this is where we have problems. So we already took a look at the country's debt and compared it to some of the other world debt in the first segment. You can always go back to wealthofohio.com. And if you'd missed any part of the show or you want to catch the full podcast version of the show, you can go there and check it out and hear any of our other previous shows as well, too. But we also talked about state debt. Right. And there's a few different numbers on this. So I, I find it interesting. The, uh, the 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 debt clock has the state's debt at about one point two trillion dollars. But I was able to go online and I found a great article in worldpopulationreview.com that let you click on each individual's debt or each individual state's debt. And the state of Ohio was over $33 billion in debt, about $33.5 billion in debt uh, for that, which overall isn't bad. We're right, we're right in the middle of the pack there as well, too. Sure. So we're not, yep. you know, we're not we're not the worst, we're not the best. Uh, we're but if you broke it down by our population, the state of Ohio owes, uh, according to this article, $2,856 per person in the state of Ohio. Okay, that's kind of manageable, right? I mean, when you when you look at the sure. federal debt, I think it was like a hundred and something thousand per right. person, right? Right. You know, so two to th- almost three thousand dollars per person by the state of Ohio isn't that bad overall, and shows responsibility. And I even found this really cool um, timeline thing that you could do on the Federal Reserve's website, where you can kind of look at debt over time by uh, by states and by uh, localities as well, too. Oh, so we'll wow. cover that. Yeah, we'll cover that in a little bit, but. Uh, you know, when you're when you're looking at the overall state debt of Ohio, uh, I found another really interesting article. It was done by truthandaccounting.org, another nonprofit, and it gives you a state by state breakdown of every single state and how those states rank in relation to each other. The numbers they're using are very similar to the numbers from the other article I found. So there's there's some consistency there, which I always like when I'm when I'm looking at different points of data and different views. I want to see consistency in numbers. And what I found very interesting was both of these articles said there's about one and a half trillion dollars worth of debt by the states. 
But the interesting thing I found was that about $900 billion of that money was money that the states owed to the pension funds. Okay. And then about $600 billion of that money was money that the states owed to the state's medical funds to provide health insurance to the employees as well, too. Mm. So virtually all of the debt that the states owe is money that they owe in benefits to their employees and retirement benefits and all that. This speaks to why pensions don't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah. You right know, there. So, yeah. Uh, you know, as to why, like it was great in theory, but the math wasn't supported. And the longer we live, the harder it is to sustain those level of income. That's why you see pensions phased out. And no, really only mostly it's government jobs that still offer pensions or very, very large corporations. Outside of that, most people are getting 401ks, maybe some stock options, a few different options out there. But Overall, this speaks to why pensions were such a problem. They're not affordable for a lot of the institutions that offered them. Uh, now, these numbers I was looking at are a little bit dated because uh, President Biden's plan, the Recovery Act that he passed in March of 2021, did pump a bunch of money into the state pensions and some of the state medical boards to help cover their losses. This is why a lot of state pensions were about to go bankrupt before this happened, before they got this infusion of cash. Whether you think that's a good idea or not, or a bad idea, or just spending money on a system that's ultimately going to fail, that that's not what we're here for. We're here just to talk about the state of things, what the numbers are, and all that as well. And overall, if you look at the state debt, the state debt is you know something that uh, we see as a a problem in the sense that it's they're not able to fund themselves. You know, you, you can't take care of yourself. And even as individuals, when I meet with people, like I have clients who will bring kids into my office for me to meet with them. And, you know, they'll be they'll be happy. They'll be making good money. Finally, they graduated college. They finally found a good job. They're making decent money and able to support themselves now. So they feel like they're independent and they, they don't need mom and dad anymore. And I'll I'll ask them, I'll be like, OK, well, it's good. You've got enough money to pay for your bills and all that other stuff. And you are paying your bills, I see. Um, but what would happen tomorrow uh, if you needed $10,000? You know, something bad happened, you know, and you needed money. What would you do? Oh, well, I'd call mom and dad, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I always let them know, like, if that's your answer, then you are not independent. You are, you are still dependent on your family. You are not standing on your own two feet. You have to have that cushion. You have to have that emergency money that's there to help protect you in the event that you do have a short-term emergency and need cash quickly. Because the bank of mom and dad, I always tell my clients this one too, so this is a good note to write down. If your kids are asking you for money and asking to borrow money or have money when you are close to retirement or entering retirement, the question for them is very simple. Is this money so important to you that it's worth us living with you in a few years? Plain and simple. If your kid says that money to them is that important that they're willing to let you move in with them if need be, okay, then they must be serious about things. But, but if the thought of you moving in with them makes it to where they don't want to do it anymore, they'll go find other options as well too. And if you're taking from your retirement money, that's exactly the risk that you're saying. I will help you out. I will make these sacrifices, but I'm also increasing the odds that I could run out of money in retirement by doing this. And if that happens, I need you there. I need you to support me like I'm supporting you right now. And that's a fair conversation, right? So, oh, Tony? Yeah, I think that's a great way to look at it. Uh, I yeah. would agree. That's, that's 100%. Uh, that's a fair way to do it. So when, you know, you look at that, that's state debt. Let, let's talk a little bit about individual debt in the state of Ohio. Like I said, I found this really cool 
timeline that takes you from 1999 all the way through 2020 in terms of the the level of debt versus income or income to debt. So when you're when you're doing a ratio in this case, uh, anything that is uh, above a one would say that you have more debt than you do income. So you're, you're, you have, you owe more money than what you have coming in when you have a, a debt to income ratio that's above a one. And it was real interesting because starting in 1999, Ohio was doing really well. It was it was below one, so we had more income than we did debt. Uh, a couple things happened. Uh, you know, the the early 2000s with the tech bubble and then 0809 crash caused the the number to go up above 1.5. So we're you know one and a half times debt to our income. That's that that's substantial. That is substantial. But, but since about 2016, every year it's gone down for the state of Ohio. So we've been pulling back, and in fact, we're right back down uh, to a one in terms of debt to income, which I think is very healthy overall for the population. So the state of Ohio, like I say, we it's not people who you know like a lot of debt. Most people pay things off. Now, there's always people who have debt, but uh, you, you look at it, it, it is something where Ohio does pretty good in terms of paying things off, making sure they manage things. And it plays out in the data as well, too. I mean, even uh, the, 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 the New York Fed has their own page uh, on microeconomics. And Quite literally, if you want to know anything about debt in the United States, you can go to this page. It's newyorkfed.org slash microeconomics slash databank. And I know that's a lot for people while I'm driving out there. Ultimately, we do try and share these articles on our Facebook page. And if you are on our uh, mailing list, our email list, we always send a video with kind of a reminder and share some of these links with you so you know what we're talking about and where the information comes from. So if you're not on that list, get signed up. You can do it on our website, myprismwealth.com. But get on the list. We'll send you this information and share it with you while we go. But this page literally breaks down every type of debt in the United States, whether you want it by county, by state. Uh, it gives you access to all the credit card debt, all the housing debt, anything wow. that in inflation, student debt, uh, you know, what we have in savings and spending, auto loans, uh, every type of debt and everything that impacts your money, This there is data on it here. And that's the thing that people overlook. Too often, we wait for the media to share information with us. Right, and and we true. all know that the media is only giving us a piece of the information and we're not even sure if that piece is accurate half the time, right? So go straight to the horse's mouth, go straight to the source of the information. It, you know, inside articles, whenever you're looking at articles online, there's all these little hyperlinks, those little, the blue air, the blue stuff that with the underline underneath it, you can normally click on those and go where they're, that, that's telling you, hey, we got this information from someplace else. Here's the link to the other someplace else so you can see where we got the information. If more people would click on those hyperlinks and go to the source of the information, there'd be a lot less confusion. And you would also see a lot more times as to how data gets cherry picked, right? We know they always look for the one oh, thing that yeah. supports their cause and that's the number they stick with. There's while always ignoring. a spin. There's yeah, always a spin on it. Yeah. So if you can get to the source material, and that's that's one thing I would stress just as a helpful tip, we're going to be coming back with more tips for our podcast listeners. So if you're listening to the radio show, we're, we're almost out of time here. Uh, we'll wrap things up. But for our podcast listeners who follow us and subscribe to us, you can check it out on wealthofohio.com. Uh, but you always get a little extra. We always record a little bit extra, something fun. We'll get into some more helpful tips on managing debt and being aware. But first thing is, is arm yourself with good information. Get a good accounting of what debt you have, what your monthly payments are, and what the interest rates are on those debts. 
get that organized first. That's one of the most important things you can do. If you're trying to tackle a problem, the first thing you got to do is get organized and assess what is that problem. Then you can build a plan of attack and start getting yourself out instead of digging a deeper hole. Right. That's right. That's one thing, you know, my, my wife always reminds me, she's like, put the shovel down, honey. You're not helping yourself. You know? <laughs> so That is true. Well, before we go and the radio show, uh, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you. Yeah. So obviously we're here to help. We want to give you information. We're here to help out. We we focus primarily on planning for retirement. So if you're within the next five years looking to retire and you want a good idea of where you stand and how prepared you are for retirement, then you want to go through our complimentary process we call the Clear Retirement Solution. It's there to help you understand where you stand and ultimately some of the paths you have for moving forward as you journey into retirement. This is part of a complimentary process that we walk people through in either my Worcester or Wadsworth office. When you come in, you get to meet with me, and all you need to do is call 330-804-0123. Again, that's 330-804-0123. Or you can check us out at my prismwealth.com. But that's all the time we have for the radio show today. Stick around, podcast listeners. We got more for you coming back on the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast. Thank you for listening to Wealth of Ohio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Robert Dodaro at Prism Wealth Management. Call 330-804-0123 or visit them online at wealthofohio.com. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Prism Wealth Management, LLC are not affiliated companies. Prism Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Prism Wealth Management is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Prism Wealth Management, LLC. This radio show is a paid placement. And this is the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast with Robert Dodaro. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. And this is the bonus content for our podcast listeners. And today we've been talking about debt. And I'm always fascinated by talking about what's on the usdebtclock.org site, uh, how bad our debt is. We hear in the media a lot about how terrible it is. Uh, as far as our national debt, but you kind of put that in perspective for us and talked a bit about that and a little bit about financial debt as well. I mean, it goes from the federal level to the state level to the local level. And then, of course, we've all had our personal experiences with dealing with debt, whether it's a house note or a car payment, auto loans, things like that, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, and there's it's, it, most of the debt that people carry is the debt on their home. So yeah. fortunately, most retirees in this area do have their home paid off and, you know, it makes it a lot easier to get through retirement. And so I always say it's, you know, my successful retirees and I, I define success by the ones who aren't stressed out or worried about running out of money. You would think it's the people who had the most money, like the millionaires and all that. No, I mean, honestly, I have millionaires that come into me all the time that are worried about running out of money. It's the people who retire without debt 
you know, so it's not the ones who made the most, the ones who save the most, it's the ones who retire without debt that find it easiest to make it through retirement because during the tough times where they need to cut their spending, it's a lot easier to cut the spending and live on social security for those people than it is people who have to make a house payment, a car payment, and all these other things on top of it as well. People who still owe student loan debt for their their children. Some even owe student debt, student loan debt on themselves uh, with yeah. it as well. So, you know, all those things play into your overall ability to retire comfortably. So uh, I always try and, you know, put the problem in perspective for people. So we talked about at the end of the, the last segment how, uh, you know, first thing you want to do is take an accounting of the money that you owe, right? You know, add up all your debts, what your monthly payments are, what the what the interest rates are. So you can start figuring out if you have extra money to pay something off where, you know, where you can be doing that. So that being said, after you've got your debts organized, you know, a a really good thing that I like to do is, you know, I don't like calling this word a budget because you're not building a budget. You're kind of building a uh, a spending template for yourself. A spending plan. Spending plan. Sounds a lot better than budget. It's not so negative. Yeah, yeah, maybe a little warmer for the audience there, but... You know, whenever, you know, whenever I was younger and I was trying to get my finances organized and figure out how to save for a goal like getting married or buying a home or having a kid, any of these things, uh, first thing I'd always do is I'd go and list every single one of my mandatory expenses. Okay, like your credit cards, your student loans, any debt that you have, what is the absolute minimum monthly payment that you have to make on all those things? Uh, Not to say, like, obviously with a credit card, if you pay the minimum payment, you're never going to pay that credit card off, you know, (laughs) without paying a lot of interest in the process. But still, push comes to shove. No matter what, I need at least this much money to cover my lifestyle. And obviously, food is a necessity. Savings is a necessity fun is a necessity. Okay. Now saving and fun might have a smaller budget in the beginning, but you, no one can go through life without having any fun. Right. I mean, that's, you know, no, no one, no one is, uh, you know, looking forward to that lifestyle. So you always got to say, let me, let me make sure I have a little bit of money just to do something to take my mind off things. Right. So after all that, I, I add up all my man, my mandatory minimums. Okay. Then I go and I add up my paychecks. How much money a month am I bringing in? After all said and done, what's the what's the amount of my paycheck? All right. Well, let's say my mandatories are $2,500 a month. I need $2,500 a month to live my lifestyle. But my paychecks are $4,000 a month. Okay, mm. great. I've got $1,500 extra each yeah. month, right? What do I want to do with that $1,500? All right. So first off, you got to make sure your income is more than your expenses. Okay. You're going to gift so, it gift it yeah. to Tony Shore. I think that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that, that, yeah, that, that was the first <laughs> item on my list. I was like, how much sure can I was. give to Tony Shore this year? <laughs> right. So, um, But with that, you, uh, you know, so you know you have $1,500. bucks. All right. Do I have any debts? Do I want that I want to target and try and pay off? If so, okay, let me let me take five six hundred dollars extra and add it on to my monthly payment so I can quickly try and pay some of these other things off, especially if it's credit card debt. You want to get that off your back as fast as possible. The problem is people put all their money towards paying off their credit card debt and they don't set anything back for that emergency fund, like we talked about earlier. You gotta have that cushion money, money that's there in case there's an emergency, because if you put all the money towards paying off your debt, well, the next time you have an emergency, you're going to go right back to the credit cards and borrow again. And just it's it's a vicious cycle. I've seen it play out many times over the years. So you want to make sure that, OK, I have fifteen hundred. I'm not taking all fifteen hundred and putting it towards my credit card debt. I'm taking part of it 
and putting it towards there. Part of it I need to put towards savings because I need to be building up my cash so that way if there is a big emergency, I don't have to borrow on my credit card again as well too. So let's just say you're gonna take another $400 a month towards savings on top of that. All right, well now we've got 1,000. We still have $500 left. Okay, I'm gonna have a little bit more fun, a little bit more food, and I'm gonna tackle you know one other problem, right? You know, you can you can divide and conquer that fifteen hundred dollars, but once you set it up, okay, I know I'm paying this much on my student loans, I'm paying this much on my credit cards, I'm paying this much uh, for my vehicles, whatever it may be. Set those payments to automatic. The other thing you set to automatic is your monthly savings. Make it to where that money automatically comes out of your checking account and goes to the savings account. And that savings account is invisible. Like you don't you don't look at it, you don't pay attention to it. It is not something you are watching. It is only there whenever you have an emergency or until you reach your goal. So if the goal was to have, you know, you should have about 6 months at least worth of expenses inside there. Normally, I tell people if you're a young couple, 20 grand, maybe 20 to 30 grand at most, you want saved up there. Uh, That will buy you all kinds of flexibility in retirement and throughout life to not have to sell at a bad time. Because the worst thing that can happen is the market goes down and then you need money and you have to sell in the market at a bad time. Yeah. So if you have that cushion money that you can lean on, great. That'll take care of you and make it to where you don't have to sell at a bad time. That's, That's the hope, at least, right? So- Get organized, figure out your payments, set them up to automatic, and then live on the rest, just like you always have. Oh, Robert, I can't do that. It's too difficult. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Who's who's someone that always pays themselves first? Who's who's the one group, the one entity out there that always pays themselves before anybody else? Well, it's the federal government. Yeah, <laughs> Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam, right? You know, every paycheck you get, right? It's not like you get the full pay that your boss is paying you. You get the check after they've deducted the money out and you figure out how to live on that money. Whether you're getting a refund at tax time or not, whatever your paycheck is, you figure out how to live off of that. So you just take this money right off the top and add it back in there. And you don't start looking to add to retirement plans or anything else like that until you have your short-term safe, your, your, your income is safe with your budget and all those other things. Because adding to your retirement accounts, you're doing those for tax reasons. You're not adding it for retirement reasons. You're adding it for tax reasons. Okay. This is the common misperception out there that a lot of people forget about. The uh, Any money you save is money saved for retirement, whether it's in your bank account, your IRA, your 401k, your Roth. Any it, 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 When you retire, you can spend the money in your bank account right? It's still there. It's, it didn't go away because, oh, that wasn't retirement money. You can't use it anymore. That That's not the way the world works. So any money you're saving is money saved for retirement. It's just how should you be saving it? So that becomes a tax question. And when you're trying to get out of debt, a lot of times what I find is people struggle month to month paying their bills, the ones that do. They're also the ones who get like a five or $6,000 tax return every single year. They're withholding too much taxes. I always say like, hey, how much easier would your life be if you had an extra $400 a month coming in? Oh, man, I would be a lot less stressed out. Okay, well, why don't you reduce the withholdings on your paycheck and get more money in your pocket? Oh, no, no, no. I like to leave that for, that's my vacation money or something. Okay, well, why don't you just pay <laughs> pay yourself that money and put it in a savings account so that way it's there for vacation time. Right. But it makes no sense. I mean, put it in perspective. If you owed... $2,000 to a credit card company, would you be paying that credit card company $3,000 and waiting for them to refund you your money? Absolutely not. No one pays their bills that way. Well, let me just overpay and wait for them to give me my money back. 
right? The only group we do that with is the federal government. So a lot of times when you're when you have a big debt, it's okay, let's go back and let's revisit your taxes and figure out if there's a way to free up extra money either to add to savings or to help pay off a debt. I don't want the government, you know, I, if, I, if I got a $2,000 refund, it meant that I gave the government $2,000 too much. Yeah. They refunded my money and they gave me no interest on it. Right. Even the banks are paying more interest than the <laughs> federal right. government. So I would rather have that money in my control. And, you know, in the end you say, well, maybe you're not disciplined or anything else. Well, you can put that, then at that point, hopefully you have a significant other, someone else who can help you watch the money and keep things in check. But ultimately, it, you've got to learn discipline. You've got to learn to be responsible adult. You know, bottom line, uh, you know, if it's a problem, then seek help, right? But it, it, at the same point in time, you have to learn to control your spending. If you ever want to, you know, get out of the, 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 the cycle of living paycheck to paycheck, the stress that that is, and uh, all the problems that that creates for you over your life, you want to be mindful of those things. So, you know, if you can handle, you know, getting your, your your debts organized, then you can get your 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 spending plan together, your spending, uh, you know, budget together, and then after that, you can start figuring out how to maybe save some money on your taxes to give you extra money for flexibility each year as well. All of those things add up over time and make it to where it's easier and easier to stay out of debt, pay things off, and put yourself in a much better position to enjoy retirement at a later time. So always be looking for different ways and different strategies. And as always, if you have questions or need help, don't hesitate to reach out to us, 330-804-0123. Again, that's 330-804-0123. Or you can visit us at my prismwealth.com. But I think that's about all the time we have for today's show, the podcast, the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast. We appreciate everybody for tuning in and checking us out. Hope we brought some good value and knowledge for the time that you spent with us. And we'll be back next week with more on the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast.